what's good and what is popping. I go by the name Moody, and this this is another episode of Moody's Point. That is right. I am back with another banger for you guys. Uh, see, it's a late one right now. It's two thirty. It's two forty-three a.m. right now. I'm just up. I just got work at I managed to manage my sleep, so I'm just, I say what better way to record and uh, kick out another episode for you guys than right now. Well, I hope everybody's doing well. Um, my last episode was a good, it was pretty cool, first ever episode, first ever episode on the Moody's Point podcast. It was pretty, it was not bad, I, I fucked with it, shout out to Justin Davis very first guest on the show so it's the first of many more first of many more guests first of many more episodes and it only gets better from there but today i am going to highlight a couple things uh first of all for everybody who listen well whatever platform you listen to music whether it be soundcloud spotify apple music uh you got amazon music and pandora I think I'm missing something. Oh, well, I guess Audio Mac counts. But yeah, platforms like that. The year's almost coming to an end. And usually, every some of these sites or platform music source uh, sites, they usually give you a wrap up of all the songs you listen to throughout the year. And I, well, I have Apple Music and Spotify. Fortunately, my Spotify account. I have to renew it, so that's where mainly all of my all of my cuts are on. Apple Music, I ain't gonna cap. I took advantage of the free month uh, free month subscription. Don't judge me. It is what it is. So I don't really have a lot on there. But Spotify, they do. They had their 2020 wrap up. So they wrapped up all the songs and the artists I was listening to. So I'm gonna share to you guys some of the, some good shit I had on there. And then gonna also talk about the versus battles i found out which i am pretty excited for is keisha cole and ashanti are going to go at it on the versus battle i want to say december 12th i believe yeah it was december 12th between ashanti and keisha cole yes yes and see the last, well, we had two key uh, female, I want to say two key female versus battles between Brandy and Monica and Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Those are more for the OGs. But Brandy and Monica, they came out in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? So typically I say maybe around the age range of 30, slightly 40. Same with Jill Scott and Erica. But Keisha Cole and Shanti, those are more of the 2000s. So like around my age, slightly 30s. More to you know, that's more for them. And when I was growing, well, in the 2000s, I was slowly coming from middle school to high school. Everybody was playing Keisha Cole a lot. I was still kind of young when Ashanti was still on the scene, but I still got a glimpse of what she had out. So I'm gonna just talk about that and what I expect from them. And what and why I'm at anniversary battle, I would want to talk about the Gucci and Jeezy battle because that was also one of the most anticipated, highly the highly anticipated versus battle that came that was like a couple weeks ago 
almost around the Thanksgiving uh, break. And that, that battle was, it had some good highlights. It had some highlights. It all came together with a supposedly squashed beef. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to talk about that as well. So, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. So like I was saying, on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, basically these are all music sites where we get towards the end of the year where it gives you, it gives, it tells artists what they've listened to the most in the year 2020. I've been doing this for at least, I have Spotify. I've been doing this for Spotify the last two, three years. It gives me uh, literally 100 songs of all the songs I played, or I played the most in the 2020, in the year. And then I already got it for 2017, 2018, 2019, and now 2020. And ironically, most of the songs from the last three years, I've still played in this year. So I'm pretty sure it's repetitive songs. But like I said, you get new artists every single year. So of course I'm going to have new artists that nobody, that everybody just found out about. That I play on them playlists as well. Uh, but it's been a minute since I've been on Spotify, and yeah, my, my subscription, I need to renew my subscription, I've been slacking, I've been doing other shit, I've been on YouTube to find out my most of my new music, then I kind of, you know, I kind of, uh, I went to Apple Music, I hit that young, you know, free month subscription, desperate times come for desperate, desperate times come for desperate measures, what they say. So, you know, you just gotta do what you gotta do. But on Spotify, I have I have the option. I've seen all... It basically gave me a wrap-through of um, what I've been playing in 2020. And the good thing about Spotify, they know... They, know, they damn near know who you are. You know what I'm saying? All it takes is a few artists to listen you listen to. And they go, they go fix you up with uh, a handful of songs they think will be great for you. Also, I looked, I'm, as I'm looking on here now, it gave me a little bit of some of the best hip-hop albums of 2020. You got Savage Mode by 21 and Metro on there. Limbo by Anime, that was a good album. One about Gunner, that's also a good album. Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, which, which, shout out to Freddie Gibbs because he has been nominated for best rap album for the Grammys. For Grammys, you know what I'm saying? I'm proud of that shit. Being a nigga from Gary, Indiana, just to see an action, just to see one of our um, coming out of Gary and get nominated for a award like the Grammys is it's pretty dope. Though. It's pretty pretty dope. I know a lot of niggas in Gary don't fuck with Freddie. A lot of people don't fuck with Freddie. You know what I'm saying? Coming from a nigga who just you got you know hung out from Jeezy and CTE. Had his fallouts and you know his troubles with them. Hooked up with Mad Lib and that's how the career took off. He's been stepping on the guys and he has not let he has not slacked one bit. From Pinata to Van 
Dana, and now to some shit with the Alchemist and Alfredo. I think he's dropping another album with Madlib. They go cook some of them next year. So just shout out for Freddie Gibbs. But you know, got Gary. Hopefully, if he does win the Grammys, it definitely has to be a party in 24 for Jackson. It definitely has to. So let's look out for that. My turn, my little baby, which is probably not probably hands down the best hip hop album of 2020. Just for just little case. So I'm not really big in little baby. I do, I don't dislike his music, I do listen to his music, I do, because it's literally on everything, everything you hear on the radio, Little Baby's on a lot of songs, he got a lot of collaborations, the bigger picture he made, dealing with the police brutality going on in 2020, that's probably one of the most biggest songs of the year, just, it it was, he dropped at the right time, probably one of the biggest songs, so he's definitely... He's definitely one of the best artists. He has to be one of the best artists in 2020. And it's cool to see niggas like that. Because the background story, he, didn't, he wasn't a rapper, you know. He was he was in the streets. Young Thug discovered him. Got him out the streets. Became a rapper. Grinded. I seen something on, actually on Instagram where he was talking about... He took a picture of him in the studio for the very first time. He first saw him back in 2016. And transfer four years later, 2020, one of the biggest stars in the game. Got racks on top of racks. Just, it, I like seeing shit like that, you know. Niggas coming from the bottom, work their way to the top. As long as they stay the same, and have the same mentality as they were when they were on the bottom. Don't let the money change them. That's the most important thing when it comes to music. Because a lot of niggas who start from the bottom, the money changes them. When they get that hype and when they get that success, it changes them. They're not the same person. Happened to Kanye, happened to Lupe, happened to a lot of these stars, man. Like a lot of them, though, when they came into the game, they had creativity, they had very great creativity. You know, and then once they get big, once they start meeting all these other people, I can, I can put the baby in there too, because when back, like, what, two, three years ago, when Baby on Baby came out, shit, some mixed, I know he had a mixtape out before that. You know what I'm saying? He had some street songs. Came from underground, you know what I'm saying? Then he came out with Suge. Had a little bit more commercial success with Rockstar. And now, you know, he's transformed, transformed to what he's doing now. It's just, it's just not the same baby I listened to back, like, a couple years ago. But, I mean, I don't knock him. Nigga get his money. That's all that matters. You gotta get that money, man. Nigga come from not having shit. But yeah, see, Polo G, he, Polo G had a good 2020. The GOAT was probably one of his best albums of the year. Doing it big for Chirac. I fucks with him. And so here's another one. So Benny the Butcher. So you got Benny the Butcher. So not a lot of people are familiar with Griselda. But Griselda has... Griselda... Griselda's been killing shit. You feel me? They all... It's, it consists of being a butcher, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine. Somebody else, I might... It might be somebody else. I probably just can't remember. But enough for a fact, yeah. Being a butcher, West Side Gun, and Conway the Machine. They call themselves Griselda. Griselda's been out for maybe like a couple years. Maybe like maybe three years. They've been out for a minute. But... Griselda, they got some shit, man. Like, 
they got that gritty, they got that hip hop that we need. A world now where hip hop games consist of all this auto tune based raps, little triplet flows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uzi, Cardi shit. You got niggas like this going back to that hip hop. We need, we need balance in the hip hop world. We just need balance in the hip hop world. So, you got niggas like that, you know what I'm saying? I think it's a pretty good. Pretty pretty good mix. We need more niggas like that. We got an album called Burn on Proof. Shit, I need a West Side Gun. He has some, he had a good album. Yeah, I think Conway came out with that album too about a year. It was pretty nice. Uh, a written testimony by Jay Electronica. That's also on here. So yeah, Jay Electronica, he's been in the game for a minute. And we've been patiently waiting for Jay Electronica to, de- to drop a debut album since 2009 where he had buzzes on some singles you know what I'm saying he was supposed to drop an album well well a long time ago then that was a decade ago but like he said better than what Drake say better late than never but never late is better but besides that part yeah better late than never you feel me and a good and what better way what better way in my opinion to have your debut album with Jay-Z all over that motherfucker that's that's what you call it that's why I call it a nice debut. And his album, Rune Testimony, is also an album for Grammy. So shout out to Jay Electronica. You got uh, Bodie James and the Alchemist. Another Alchemist produced album. There's also a label on here, one of the best hip hop albums of 2020. And you got The City Unlocked by The City Girls. So, well, with the state of female hip hop going around right now, I think Megan Stallion, she is, she's having a good 2020, you know what I'm saying? Despite what's going on with the Tory Lane getting shot in the foot shit, I'm pretty sure she took that and she just said, fuck it. I'm a bitch who just got shot in the foot, and now I'm gonna step on a nigga's neck. Tory came out with an album. He came out with an album to tell his side of the story. Megan just dropped an album. Not too long ago, maybe like a couple weeks ago, and she's now well, she got this song that's really big on TikTok, probably one of the most green dance TikTok songs out right now called Body. I think she just won BT Hip Hop Award for best best rap performance. I know she won a couple BT awards. I'm pretty sure she's nominated for some Grammys too. So she is uh, having a pretty big year because I just, it's funny because the way it transformed from Nicki Minaj then it shifted to Cardi now it's shifting towards Megan which they all three on the same they like a lot of sexual content in their raps but that's just the way female hip hop is right now and you got Rhapsody who, you know, she's in her own way. You got Rhapsody, Rico Nasty, Tierra White. You got those hip-hop artists. And then you got, like, like the City Girls, Cardi, Megan, Nikki, and sometimes when she wants to come back and rap. Asian Doll, Cuban Doll, Mulatto. Mulatto got some bars, so I, I fuck some Mulatto. She's got more of a Trina type of vibe. But you, you just got, now you got, like, Two different side of female hip hop. Doja Cat, you know, she's more, I could put her in a Nicki type of area. She's now starting to branch more to pop. 
weird. But yeah, you just got artists like that. But yeah, just, that's just the state of hip or female hip hop. I mean, it's, it's female hip hop is stronger than it was back in the day. I can tell you that. It's just you got the sexual hip hop content, and then you got, like I said, Rhapsody, Car- uh, Tear Wag. You know what I'm saying? Rico. Princess Nokia, but she needs to get a little bit more big. She's out there in the underground. And people are not familiar with Princess Nokia yet. You should go check out Princess Nokia. She's pretty cool too as well. She's been in the music for a minute. She just needs uh I know a lot certain people probably know who she is, but she needs a little bit more exposure. But yeah, just seeing the City Girls, City Unlocked is probably mostly for radio success. So I can see why they put that in the big hip hop album twenty twenty category. But yeah, but other than that, I can get into the 2020 wrapped uh, off my Spotify. So it starts off where it tells me that I have I discovered 368 new artists this year. That's a lot of artists, a lot new artists to be exact. Cause I don't feel like I listen to a lot of artists like that. I feel like usually it's just the same artists back and forth. But 368 is a lot. That's just the way music is. It's a lot of music out there that we not all know about. And like, like I said, not even Spotify. Sometimes you got Apple, like who you got Apple Music or you got Pandora. There could be songs out there that you don't know about. You catch it, listen to it for a few times, and then boom, boom. Now you got another artist you can listen to. That's usually what that means. So I like that. Um. Then it goes to my top song of the year. And my top song of the year is no other than Lil Uzi Vert's Secure the Bag. So Uzi is pretty, pretty it's a pretty funny story. Because I remember back maybe like two, three years ago, I would never ever thought I would have a Lil Uzi Vert song as one of the top songs to play all year. And this is when, this is maybe like four years removed from uh, Love is Rage 2, I want to say. And then I know he was always talking about dropping EA. Because between him and Cardi, they took forever fucking drop. They always t- they said they were dropping albums. Cardi still supposedly dropping a whole lot of red, but he's taking forever. Can't be surprised, because, I mean, for all I know, I don't know when the fuck we're going to get a whole lot of red. We probably won't get a whole lot of red until dinner. I took shit. I'll probably hit 30 before a fucking whole lot of red comes back out. When it comes out, you're always teasing that shit, but he never fucking wants to put it out. I neither here or there. And that was kind of the same with Uzi. You know what I'm saying? He always kept teasing, saying, oh, EA is on his way. You know what I'm saying? He always was trying to tell us EA was on his way, but we never really got that. What we got was loose sing- loose singles, like, what? Uh, let me go to something. I know it was like a free Uzi song where he was rapping in a gas station. Not the typical Uzi you hear from Love Rage. It's more of like a rapping, spinning bars. I'm like, damn, is that what we're getting off of EA? But when I think of Eternal Take, I'm thinking more of a futuristic sound. So, we yeah, got songs like that. I think it's called, it was another song I'm trying to figure out. Uh, let's see, I think it's called, yeah, Sanguine Paradise. That was a pretty big song that wasn't on EA. Yeah, so you had singlets like that, that, you know, he was going to give you those just for you. Just sorry for Blake, basically. For him, take his forever. Long story short, he debuted. He finally dropped Eternal Take 
2020. It was like around February, I want to say, or March when we dropped it. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was March 6th of 2020 we dropped it. I noticed because this was the album I was playing a lot when I would be doing doubles. I, used to, I, I still work two jobs a day, but I was working two jobs downtown at the Marriott. Shout out to Indianapolis, Marriott downtown, and St. Elmo's. Now I go back to fourth. Sometimes I catch the bus going from the west side, coming downtown. And it's the, I would probably be the only album I would bump a lot. So I was bumping that a lot during the winter time. So that's why I can remember that album. And that's, that's why I kind of like album hits me. Because like it was... It was, it was, it helped me get through the, you know, helped me get through the work shifts, you feel me? So when it first came out, it wasn't, it did sound more futuristic than I thought it was. It had like different parts of the, different parts in the album where you get different sides of Uzi. He calls himself Baby Pluto, I guess Baby Pluto is the alter ego, or, or Pluto, one, Pl- Baby Pluto, Pluto, one of them two. But it was something about Secure the Bag. Secure the Bag was his name is my top song of the year. And it says the story of my 2020 is Secure the Bag. It's just something about that song. I was on a road. Secure the bag. Getting that cake. It's just the way he's singing the song, it makes me more hungry and motivated to just get my shit together. You feel me? And that's probably why it stuck why it's probably labeled one the story of my 2020. Because with the way the pandemic is going on, where we was out of action work-wise for like maybe three months, we just had to find other ways for income to survive. But like I said, Security Bag is one of the big quotes from like last year, even 2020. So every time I heard that song, it really you know, hit. So that was, it is still to this day one of my top songs I played. That's why I, I kind of can see why it's one of my top songs. It's a really good song. It's a really good album. It was honestly worth the three-year wait he had. He made his wait three years worth, but it was worth it. And then to come out, he came out with an album recently with Future called Baby Pluto Times. Pluto. So yeah, Uzi's quietly had a great 2020. Yeah, it had a rebound. It was definitely had a rebound. So shout out to Uzi Bird. And we get to my top songs. Well, yes, clearly number one is Secure the Bag by Lil Uzi Vert. Now two, now this is a shocker because I, okay, so it's called Flaunt by Mick Jenkins. And a lot of people are not familiar with Mick Jenkins. I mean, Jenkins is still kind of underground. He's still technically kind of underground. Coming out of Chicago. He's not like a Chirac rapper like, you know, Dirk and Keith and Vaughn, King Vaughn. Where's the piece King Vaughn? You know, as he's not really Chirac, he's more of the Chicago type of rapper like Chance, Lupe, Kanye, Common. No there. He just old hip hop. Not old hip hop, but more of like the bar hip hop wise. Nah, he's not drill. He's not by any means a drill rapper. So he, he's come out with a few albums. He came out with an album last year called Pieces of Me. No, not. It's, uh, he came, I know he came out with an album last year. I was bumping that too, because I like that song. I remember he came out with he, I, the first time I heard about Mick Jenkins was a song called it was an album called Trees and Truth it's a mixtape that shit was nice it was very very nice it was different than any other rap I've heard if you haven't heard the Trees of Truth from Mick Jenkins I recommend you go listen to that because that shit was pretty nice 
Well, yeah, it was called Pieces of a Man. It came out in 2018. The Waters, that album came out in 2014. That's kind of how I found out about them, too. Waters and the Waves. Waves is nice. The Healing Component, it's cool. It's not much, It's not really up my alley. It's more like a... It's not really up my alley. But I heard it was cool as well. But he came out this year called The Circus. And that album... That album was pretty nice. Flaunt and Carefree were the two songs I played the most off that album. And Flaunt was just different, you feel me? Flaunt makes me walk around feeling like I'm the shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can talk my shit. He said niggas want to see me flaunt. Niggas want to see me talk my shit. You know what I'm saying? The way he's saying that shit, it makes you feel like nobody can touch you. Like, you the shit, you feel me? And that's that's why I was playing that song a lot of day, too. So that's my number two song, Flaunt by McJenkins. Number three is Valentino by 24K Golden, which is kind of funny because honestly, with this song, I heard about Valentino from one of my homies. I was riding a whip on my way home. He was giving me a ride to the crib, and that song came on. I heard it for like maybe like four seconds because as soon as he played the song, I got out the car, went to the crib. So I go, you know, when you hear a song, slight, when you kind of hear a song, and you gotta hit up Siri or. Whatever you have, you ask them, hey, what is the name of that song? That's what I did. It comes out to be called Valentino. 24K Golden is actually on a freshman 2020 list for this year, too, which I know. And he's been big on TikTok. That's how I kind of got discovered. He had this song. I don't know the name of it, but it sounds like, are you up all night, all alone? Playing games, I mean, that song is honestly by him too, which I never knew about that. So I, that's how you start to get more about him. But yeah, Valentino, I play that still to this day. I don't want a Valentino, just want Valentino. I like the melody on that. He's nice. I fuck with him. I do fuck with him. Cool. And then number four, you got Something Good Can Work by Two Door Cinema Club. So ironically about this song, I can remember it like it was yesterday because last year, it was week 17 of the NFL football season. It was a cold Sunday. And I know for a fact, this is when I was, I played fantasy football. So I know it was during the Colts game, everybody gets their little breaks to go off and venture and do what they got to do. So I go to watch the game. I watched the game. I was watching the game downstairs by the locker room. And no music was well. The game sound was barely on, but I can hear the background, something in it, well, I can't exactly, I forgot how the song go, because it's, it's a funny, funny song, but I know this song was in the background, and I was like, damn, this song is pretty nice, I didn't know it was from Two-Door Cinema Club, because I found, I do know, well, everybody knows the, watching, I came to this, what you want, you don't want to be alone. That's Two Door Cinema Club. Everybody knows that song. It's called What You Know. But I actually went back and listened to that album that had that song on there. And that's how I found out about Something Good Can Work. Let's get this started, girl. I can't... All I know is he says... The hook, he says it really fast. It's like one of them shit you gotta go listen, look up. Like on rap, like on the... You know, song lyrics, something like that. I just like the melody. And they got a music video too, it's pretty cool. So I, I yeah, I was playing that. That was also during the time in the winter I was playing that shit a lot. Just like Security Battles. That was probably the two songs I was rotating back and forth as I made my adventures. 
back and forth to work and shit, so that made sense. And then you have Landed by Drake. So it's funny, we so Drake is one of the artists where I used to shit on Drake a lot. I used to fucking hate I didn't I can't say I actually hate Drake, but I did used to shit on him. You know what I'm saying? Like I never really took him seriously. Everybody used to swear up and down Drake is the next big thing. I'm like, eh, I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? And just when Take Care came out, it was just too soft and sentimental. I don't really like that shit. So Take Care, I wrote my eyes on. I kind of like certain songs off Thank Me Later. It was decent. I couldn't never really. I didn't. I can't really say I listened to the comeback season. I couldn't really say I did that. Uh, was it so far gone? I want to say that mixtape that really put him on the map. I think, yeah, so far gone. Maybe it's because it was hard at the time to stream so far gone. The only thing I knew about so far gone was but Uptown. I'm going in. I think Marvin's Room was on there too as well. Those are the three songs I just knew off the back, and I am successful with Trey songs. But you, you know, so you had them hits that was on the radio. But then you had nothing was the same. There's a few cuts on there. Uh, if you're reading this too late, you have views. More life, stuff like that. I mean, when you think of Drake, Ego obviously have a hit. So he came out this year, summer, Dark Lane demo tapes or something like that. I think it was called Dark Tapes. Well, I think I'm saying the name wrong. Yeah, Dark Lane Demo Tapes. He came out with that in the summer. I know for a fact. It's funny because... That was the spring, May 1st. It's funny because... Everybody seen that meme where, like, he was rapping... I want to say Chicago Freestyle or When to Say When. He was in Chicago. He was in some type of hood. He's rapping that shit. And there's a meme where he's just looking side to side, you know. Left to right to see if it's... You know, that's like kind of like he was scared to it. That's been the big, that was the biggest meme that I seen from Drake, which is, was pretty funny. So that's how I knew about this project. But it's a lot of good songs, like, it's a lot of good songs in here where I kind of like started to more and more listen to Drake shit now. Maybe it's because I've matured more of a like, music listener, or like I used to shy away from shit like this. But yeah, maybe it is my music listening taste just changed. You feel me? Because I bumped Not You Too with him and Chris Brown. I fucked with that heavy. And I fuck with no guidance with him and Drake. You and him and Chris Brown. I like that song too. That was one of my favorite songs. But not you two. I couldn't say I really like Tootsie Slide. That was decent. Desires of the Future. That shit hit too. When it breaks down, that shit hit hard. Where he said, Nice guys only finish right where they start. I felt that because I, I feel that. Nice guys only finish right where they start. I felt that line. That's why I kind of fuck with that song. Time Flies. But Landed was pretty one of my. I play Landed a lot. Landon is great in the song. You in the car and you got some subs. Landon is a good song to play with some subs in the bass. That's probably why I was playing a lot. That's probably why I was playing a lot. It, it hits hard in the, in the car. And the Pay 1993 with Playboy Cardi is like, it's cool. It's cool. But yeah, those were basically my top five songs. I played a lot with Secure the Bag, Uzi Vert, Flaunt, McJakins, Valentino, Something Good Can Work, and Landon. Uh, so... 
as we continue this 2020 rap. It's pretty, the 2020 rap for Spotify is pretty cool. You find out a lot of things about yourself when you listen to music, which I kind of, I appreciate shit like this. I'm pretty sure Apple Music does the same thing, Pandora, and etc. I'm pretty sure they do. But this is pretty cool to look at, so that's why I appreciate it. If, so if you don't really know how to do it, all you gotta do is go on the Spotify app, at least for Spotify, go on the Spotify app, and I think you go to like your home, uh, if, yeah, it's on the home, you just scroll down, it's gonna say your 2020 wrap, it's gonna just click on it, and it's gonna give you a whole little slideshow. So next, it goes to the top decade where I play most of my songs where it hit it. And surprisingly, well not surprisingly enough, it was the 2000s. Which I'm pretty sure, I guess they count the two, well I would thought it would be the 2010s. Cause I could have sworn something good could work. My two door cinema club came out in like 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Or not even 2009, like 2010, 2011. I was kind of confused by that, you feel me? But it does necessary. I do play a lot of songs in 2000s. I play a lot of those. So maybe they were on the song, or maybe they just. I don't know how they how they played together. Cause tours. Well, I, it says 2010 the album came out, so I guess you can count that as a 2000s technically. Who knows? But basically, says that song "Something Good Can Work" by Two Door Cinema Club. That was my top song from that time, that decade. And it's cool. Cause I do got a lot. Well, 2000s were you know. I was listening to a lot of alternative bands, Fall Out Boy, Maroon 5, who else? Good Charlotte, uh, maybe like, well yeah, the Foo Fighters were still hot then, All American Re- yeah, songs that was on the radio, I did used to watch a lot of VH1, I used to watch VH1 Top 20 Video Countdown every Saturday before I go get a bar- uh, haircut. You know, with my dad, and we go to my grandma's house to eat breakfast, bring breakfast to her. So, like, around that time, I was listening to all those songs on VH1. So, I could see why 2000s. Like, I did listen to a lot of decades songs from there. My top artist, it said, was Tame Impala. It said I was zero, I was in the top 0.5% of their listeners. I can see that. I can honestly see that. Because I do listen to Tame Impala a lot. Tame Impala came out with an album this year, The Slow Rush. First time in five years they finally dropped their album. I was so hyped for it. The only thing I'm shitty about with Tame Impala was Borderline because they switched up Borderline. The, the original single for Borderline before the album came out was the best song I've ever heard from Tame Impala, besides something on Currents. Tame Borderline was probably my favorite song at the time by Tame Impala. And they changed it up. They changed the beat. The ending was weird. The ending was way weirder. It was more instrumental instead of him just fading out with NIV. Yeah, he, he didn't fade out the way I wanted to, and it kind of really, really it killed it. It killed my mood. But the Slow Rush, the album Slow Rush is a great album. They got a song called One More Hour. It's another song where he fades out with his melody at the end. And I ain't gonna lie, every time I listen to One More Hour, if I'm in the car, if I'm walking, I got this little spot in the mall where like I just sit and watch the cars go back and forth or come straight down and I want to say Illinois and Meridian. But I, I sit in that same spot and I listen to that song specifically. 
and I damn near want to shed a tear because it's a it's a beautiful fucking song. If you haven't heard it, I suggest you listen to it. It's called One More Hour by Ken and Paula. It's off the Slow Rush, the latest album. That's one of my favorite songs. Also, they got uh, Is It True? I want to say Yo, Yesterday. Yesterday's a good song too off that album. But yeah, I can I'll definitely see why Tame Impala's is probably my top artist because they are pretty shout out to Kevin Parker and Tame Impala one of my favorite bands if I had to name five bands Tame Impala would be one Arctic Monkeys um, I'll probably go more to the grunge with Alice in Chains that's a story that's that's a different talk but definitely Tame Impala is definitely be number one on the list it says also I've listened to 883 artists this year I can see that because it's a lot of artists I've listened to course of this 12 month year so yeah I, I can see why and then it wraps up with my top artists that I've played was Tim and Paula, Lil Uzi Vert, Mac DeMarco, Drake and Duke Deuce. I'm surprised that Drake is in my top five top artists I would listen to because I'm just surprised by that shit because I never would have thought Drake would be in my top five and ironically I didn't so Mac DeMarco is probably my favorite artist of all time favorite artist of all time salad days gets me through anything have a bad day something goes wrong heartbreak salad days by mac demarco gets me through anything anything possible happens any bad shit that goes through goes in my life every day anything good positive things that go in my life i always listen to mac demarco salad days and surprisingly mac demarco none of mac demarco's songs I'm looking at it now. None of his songs were really in my top five. Maybe it's probably because he didn't really put out nothing this year. Because Here Come the Cowboy came out last year, I want to say. I, I think it did. If it came out this year, I probably just overlooked it. I probably didn't even notice. No, it came out last year. The demos came out this year. But I, I mean, the only demo I would probably listen off of... Here comes the Cowboys, probably all of my all of our yesterdays. Cause that's probably my only favorite song off there is all of our yesterdays. So I don't know. It was weird. It's just weird not seeing a Mac DeMarco song in my top five this year. That's why I'm hoping that he comes out with some more albums next year or come out with another album. Now, about that time, Mac. It's about that time. I want to go back to 2012 and 2014 of two in the Salad Days here. Go back to what you know. So we'll see with that. And like I said, Duke Deuce, Duke Deuce is on the rise in 2021. Like he said, bitch, he about to kick the dough. He's been sleeping. You've been, you know, he's been. Y'all sleep on Duke Deuce, bro. I don't know how the fuck he didn't make the uh, the top 20. I don't know how he made the 2020. Did not make the 2020 uh, freshman list. He should have. Got snubbed, but neither here or there. Like I said, not a lot of artists need that uh, cover to establish themselves as artists. So, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I expect big things out of Duke Deuce. Keep doing your thing, homie. That is all the songs and all my rap, my 2020 rap up, basically. It's pretty nice. Pretty, pretty nice. To watch this so, I'm on next. Yeah, but, um, okay. So, I'm going to talk about the versus battle that I, well, yeah, like I said, Keisha Cole. And Ashanti, they're about to do a versus battle December 12th, so I'm gonna 
look into that. Um, we're gonna talk about that, and I'm gonna talk about the last versus battle that happened between Gucci and Gucci and Jeezy. So we'll be back for that. Capsule playlist where it takes me back to songs from maybe for the last decades. Honestly, I got an OG playlist where like you got your you got your play, uh. So for all the old heads who like that old school music like Michael McDonald, Bobby Caldwell, Daryl Hall and John Oates, Tina Marie, George Michael, Four Tops, Purple and Fire, Michael Jackson, Art Kelly before he went kind of cuckoo. Feel me before the scandals, the old school R. Kelly that we all know and love, Lenny Kravitz, Curtis Mayfield, Booty Collins, Genuine, Heat Wave, the Izzy Brothers, OJ's, Rick James, and Smokey Robinson on the same track, Ebony Eyes, which is one of my favorite old school tracks. It's one of my favorites. The Spinner, Steve Miller Band, got a little John Lennon in there. You feel me? I got a, I got Marvin Gaye is a Luther Vandross and Mar- Luther Vandross definitely is a must because now that I am 26 years old, I appreciate all the times that my mom used to play Luther Vandross in the car. Before I'm like, why is she always playing the song, same songs? It never made sense back then. Now I appreciate it more because Luther Vandross. I appreciate Luther Vandross as an artist more because Luther Vandross is definitely one of the. Uh, He's one of them artists that I, yeah, he's, he got some great songs, he do. Never Too Much is one of my favorite songs. Take You Out, Dance With My Father, that's, those are some good cuts, you feel me? Fat Luther, Skinny Luther, it doesn't even matter. Luther Vandross is something you should have in your playlist. If you want to go back, take it to old school. Recipes Luther Vandross, shout out to Luther. Rick James, Boss, I got all of them, you know what I'm saying? Whitney Houston, SOS Band, Lakeside, I got it all. I mean, that's my OG playlist. I got well, Crumb is a nice like alternative, way more. Oh, Crumb is more of a you can say it's a psychedelic band. It's, I don't know. They're more of a, they, they revive. Crumb is a nice vibe. They're a nice band. I just recently found out about maybe like a couple months ago. I fucks with them. You feel me? I think one of the one of my probably top playlists that everybody should go listen to, songs for any mood and any situation possible. Like, well, see, there's a method behind that uh, playlist. I literally got everything you could possibly imagine from hip hop. I could take it to alternative rock, 
indie rock, R&B and soul, folk pop, dream pop. It is it's, dinner all genres mixed up as one. So if you ever want, if you, basically if you ever need any playlists that you might need for car ride, like I said, car rides, gym, work, party wise, you need something to play in the ox or you know to keep the party going. Look towards my shit. So, but we're gonna focus now towards the versus battles. And the next versus battle that we have going on will be on December 12th. Keisha Cole will go up against Ashanti in a versus battle. I am definitely looking forward to that. Because Ashanti, Ashanti's fine as fuck. Keisha Cole is definitely fine. And I can, I can actually, well, Keisha Cole, she came around the time where I was listening to music. It was like around 2005-ish, up to like maybe like 2010-ish, you know what I'm saying? That's when she started to pop into the scene. Ashanti, she was already established like around the early 2000s. Murder Inc. and Ja Rule and them, you feel me? But with Keisha Cole, it's like, I, I kind of know more of her stuff because... I used, well, so this is when BET, when it was cool to watch 106 in Park, you feel me? I, I started watching 106 in Park maybe like around 2005. And they always had a video that maybe like was number one for maybe like, maybe like around like a long ass time. Two, three months worth of times where it would just stay on number one, on the, uh, number one on their show. And I remember that's the first time I ever watched uh, 106 in Park very first video I've seen that probably I think it, it might, I don't know I might have to check fact a fact check it but one of the videos that I know for a fact that we got retired on that show was Love by Keisha Cole which is probably one of her top five greatest hits from her at least that she made was Love uh, and that's off of I want to say the Way It Is album that she came out with if I'm not mistaken yeah, the way it is. It came out 2005, so yes. The way it is. She had, it she had hits like I Should've Cheated, Love. You feel me? Those two hits right there. There's some others she had, too. But yeah, see, if I had to pick a winner, I kind of feel like it would be hard to because they both got the same result. They, got, they both got the same amount of hits in my eyes. You feel me? But I think I listened to Keisha... I, I want to say I listened to Keisha Cole more, but I was around a time where she was playing, she was getting replayed more. From 2005, like I said, to 2010. And Ashanti was more of like the early 2000s. You feel me? Like 2002-ish. Uh, we go to Ashanti, you feel me? She had her, self, her self-titled album. She had Foolish, which was, I believe, the... Um, like a sample of um, a biggie shit. You feel me? She had Foolish. Uh, there's another song I know off the back that I used to like. That I kind of liked. If I can remember it, I'm not sure if I can. But I, that's what I'm saying. If I had to take a winner, I'd probably. Well, it, might, it depends. But if I had to pick a winner, it might be Keisha Cole. Only because Keisha Cole's. She's, yeah, like from 2000 to 2010, she's still making music now. Like Ashanti, I, she still kind of makes, I don't know if she, I can't 
can't remember the last time she came out with some shit. But, um, it's been a minute, actually. I, I know it's been a minute. So, I kind of would side with Keisha Cole on this. But just the fact that we have two great female singers, like them two, because we are, like I mentioned before, we had Erica Badu and we had Jill Scott. We also had Brandy and Monica. So, with Keisha Cole and Ashanti, that's a great battle that would draw a lot of viewers. And that's why I appreciate these versus battles because, yes, with the pandemic going on, we don't get a chance to see a lot of these artists with concerts and everything. We don't get a chance to see what they're doing and cooking up. And I think the versus battles are a good way to highlight a well, it's like nostalgia. You feel me? We get the reminisce of the hits in the old times where the songs they played that made us feel great. Like we had T Pain and Lil John go at it. We had Nelly and Ludacris go at it, which was nice. We had Two Chains and Rick Ross. We had uh, now those battles off the back I can remember. There was some more. I can I don't remember a lot of them, but those exactly where we go back and listen to their hits and how they came up in the game. And the uh, oh, Snoop Dogg and DMX was also a good one. Just for like all the 90s babies out there, because Snoop was doing his thing in the 90s, DMX was running the 90s, you feel me? Like, it, shit like that makes you feel, it feels good to go back and go back to where you was growing up and the music you listen to growing back up, you know what I'm saying? So that's why with the Shanti and Keisha Cole versus Battle, that's a good mix. Another good battle that recently just passed, we had Gucci Man going up against Jeezy. And it's a good thing we had that because it highlights a part of hip hop where we talk about the trap era of the hip hop. And when you think of trap music, three motherfuckers you think of off the back. You think of T.I., Jeezy, and Gucci, who all reside from Atlanta. So for all the Atlanta residents out there, all Atlanta people out there, this is for you. Because what Gucci and Jeezy displayed in the versus battle, that was for the city of Atlanta. Which is a great, great city for hip-hop music. Because a lot of good, a lot of great artists come out of Atlanta when it comes to hip-hop. Uh, but basically, with the Jeezy and Gucci versus battle, originally it was supposed to be Jeezy versus T.I. But Jeezy, oh no, um, I should say T.I., he withdrew his name. And T.I. ended up withdrawing his name from the versus battle. So basically, well, Gucci Man originally thought he doesn't think he can go up against. He didn't think nobody was worthy of going up against him in the first battle, basically. But uh, Jeezy sent him the challenge, and since these motherfuckers had long-standing beef with each other, what better way for uh, entertainment and, you know, to make a name, well, not even a name, what better way for views and just for hip-hop in general than to have these two go up against together? Since they're like two of the three main founders of the trap music 
basically, um, 20 rounds, 20 rounds of going at it hit for hit, and some people say Gucci, some people say Jeezy one, some people say Gucci not, I mean, edged out, I personally, honestly, well, so here's my thing with Gucci. I get what Gucci was going for. He started off the versus battle with a diss track. You feel me? What better way to go at your opponent that you had a long standing beef with than starting off with a uh, diss track? You feel me? And he was on the right path. And he was doing a great job of doing all that shit. The problem that I had with Gucci in this battle was I know for. Well. The first thing I notice about Gucci Man is he, he never really sat down. I, pro, I never really seen Gucci Man sat down, which was kind of odd to me because you're not sitting down, you're just standing up facing back and forth. The opponent might be in your head. Like Jeezy was in his little chair with legs crossed up, just chilling, just enjoying, you know, the publicity he got. And this was coming off a day before his Recession 2 album came out, which I heard is not a bad album, you feel me? So, like I said, he started off, Gucci Man started off with the round one disc, and like the Jeezy disc, you feel me, which is a great strategy, a better way to start off a versus battle than diss your opponent, you know what I'm saying? Then he started off with bench warmers, or he, he, he continued with bench warmers, versus Trap or Die, a button B, you feel me? Then Gucci Man had I Think I Love Her, which is a great song. Standing Ovation by Jeezy is also a great song. So it's, you know, it's neck and neck. It's damn near, it's kind of hard to choose between the two. Two great songs. I Think I Love Her is a nice radio banger. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know what I'm saying? It, one of Gucci Man's, one of Gucci Man's best songs, in my opinion. Then he had Plain Jane, Gucci, Jeezy responded with Gangster Music. Gucci had I'm a dog in round five. Jeezy had ball on the map. It just, it went, it was going great. Round seven, I think, is when the downfall hit. Because I get where Gucci Man was going with this one. He wanted to do Wake Up in the Sky, which is technically a radio hit. But then Jeezy took it back to the boys in the hood days with them boys. And I think that's where the matchup shifted. Because. And once that happened and Gucci Man made that escape, that mistake of playing that song, I think that's, that's when Jeezy started to get the momentum. Because round nine, he played both by Drake. Jeezy played Go Crazy. Go Crazy is a great song by Jeezy. Both, is, both by Gucci Man is cool. But like I said, it's different three so you got the Gucci man, who's skinny, the skinny Gucci man, and you got the Gucci man before the jail time segment, you know what I'm saying? And to be honest, if you had to take a poll, a lot of Gucci, a lot of diehard Gucci fans, a lot of Gucci fans that really fuck with Gucci heavy, will fuck with the old school Gucci, they're not gonna fuck with the new school Gucci. So I really, really thought he should have played more of the old school hits, especially if he was gonna get away playing his mixtapes hits, which they let him do. They, since he was given the opportunity to play all of his old school Gucci fan 
mixtape hits for the Trap It Back, Trap Back series, Trap God series, you know what I'm saying, etc. Like those, you should have probably played more of them. I would have took out both. I would have left Wake Up in Wake Up in the Sky. I would have out. I would have played. I probably would substitute that for. You play. You could have. You could have used Gucci two times. You could have used Mouthful of Gold. You feel me? Shout out to my set. It's certain songs that he played that I kind of wished he would have left out. Like he he like round ten to round thirteen, he had bricks, make the trap say a, and steady mob, and those were great. Cause Jeezy hit him back hard with the all there, who that, and they know. Like those, they could go either way with those two, those three fucking rounds. From week round ten to round twelve, that's where it started to pick up. Now, those were the hits started hitting me. That's the nostalgia. Niggas really fuck with Jeezy, and niggas really fuck with Gucci from round 10 all the way up to probably like around. So at least around 13. Because even around 13 was pretty tough to choose from heavy and lose my mind. Lost my mind probably got that ass because that song was pretty nice. I ain't gonna cap that song was nice. Heavy is great too. Lost my mind applies that hit is different too, especially if you watch that music video. You feel me? Because that this is this, this is a good because round ten like I like like when I get really like I reiterate around ten all the way shit down to round eighteen because round eighteen is where the whole entire energy shifted. Gucci Man played the Truth song where he dissed Jeezy's homeboy, where he killed him. He, he had the line. We all know the Gucci Man situation, and he did, and he dropped the line where he talking about how he killed Jeezy's homeboy, talking about go dig your partner up, all that shit. That's where the battle got serious. Jeezy had a long discussion. Well, not a long discussion, but a long lecture to Gucci about the shit. You feel me? If you haven't seen the versus battle, you should, you should definitely go watch it. Cause that was the part of the whole battle where the energy shifted. You play Get Your Mind Right. I like Get Your Mind. Get Your Mind Right. But like I say, if you if you've been dissing, if you've been beefing with somebody for the past what 15 years, and you play a diss track like Truth, yeah, you obviously you gonna fuck around. That's that's yeah. There's no rules gonna step on niggas neck you're gonna step on niggas neck and that's where i feel like that song was i feel like that song was like gucci man's way of saying look i played some bad songs i gotta pull that out the arsenal that's because it's only like what they had like 25 rounds total i guess 20, 25 round well 24 technically because the, the last round was tech we will get into the last round but 24 rounds technically you feel me so he knew if he had to shift, he if he wanted to shift the momentum, he had to play the truth track, and he did in round 18. But from there, you had Jeezy would put on, seen it all, Thug Motivation 101, Soul Survivor, Jeezy, and Welcome Back. I think that's where Jeezy just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna empty the clip," because put on, seen it all, Soul Survivor, Jeezy. And Jeezy were some, those are tracks 
where I'm Uncle Cap was from was very Jeezy tracks. The only songs that I kinda wish he would have put into his arsenal in his in his rap battle was probably the song he had with R. Kelly called Go Getter. The Go Getter is a very nice song. I love it, it's also a great song. It's off the inspiration, you feel me? Just like Gucci, I wish he would have added I probably said it already, but I'm saying it again. I wish he would have added uh, Mouthful of Gold, Shout Out to My Set, and Gucci Two Times. Gucci Two Times is another great track. It's another great track. It should have been in the hits battle. I don't know why, it should have been. Some of these other songs he could have did without. Lemonade, that was a great way to end the beat, uh, end the, the battle. But I feel like of all the shit that happened, regardless of who won and who you think won or not, pick the highlight of the whole entire night. Jeezy said the most realest shit ever. He cleared the air. He talked to Gucci, man the man, straight up. These niggas are grown, bro. They they growing up now. They got families. They got you know. They got kids. They trying to take care of now. They well, they're trying to be better for people. You feel me? With the shit they've been doing the last 15, 20 years, out the back. It's all about what happened now. You gotta grow up. Everybody gotta grow up something, right? So when, when Jeezy tried to, he cleared the air. But Gucci straight up. Shit, we're grown ass men. We'll squash that shit, bro. We're, we're bigger. We're better. We're bigger, man. We're doing bigger, better things now. But the highlight of the whole night to me, when they both perform "Icy" on the stage, I feel like that was probably the moment of hip hop where everybody was like, you know what? It's bigger. Beef is bigger than the beef. You can beef for so long, but at the same time, what's it gonna do? You feel me? Eventually, you just gotta talk your shit out, bro. We, we all. We all grown out here, you feel me? And when they, when seeing both of them niggas perform icy on that versus battle was probably the best moment of the whole entire night. Fuck the matchups going on, because I do enjoy seeing versus battles go back and back hit for hit. But just seeing that performance of icy again, when them two were actually cool together, it, it was a great moment in hip hop. Like, like I said before, for all the residents in Atlanta. That probably was the best. That was for Atlanta right there. That little, that reunion performance of Icy between with Gucci Man and Jeezy. That was for Atlanta right there. And I think that was the best part of the whole entire versus battle. So, I, with shit like that is what we need more. So all these other rap beats we have. If this, if this, I think maybe the versus battle is a way to get all that shit out. Like 50, he has his beef for like Ross and motherfuckers like that. If they went at it like that, even though they don't have no songs together, certain shit like that is cool in my eyes. Just to see them motherfuckers air out their differences, especially if you going beefing with the same thing for 20 years. That shit's that shit's tough, and it, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of maturity to, on the air, especially because it, it did a lot of numbers. It did a lot of views. On Instagram and the verses, uh, wherever you can watch the verses battle, I did a lot of views. Everybody was viewed into it. Probably one of the most viewed and anticipated battles, versus battles out there. And with that moment, like I said, that was a key point, moment in hip hop that really uh, it was probably the highlight of the whole entire battle, like I said. So I really, really did appreciate that. But yeah, well, basically, yes, Gucci Man, that was a great versus battle. I can't wait 
to see the Shanti and the Keisha Cole battle. Because growing up in 2000s, yes, I mean, Shanti was one of my childhood crushes. Keisha Cole was also one of my childhood crushes. I used to watch Keisha Cole's show with her family all the time, acting, Ashanti doing her thing with Ja Rule and everything. So I can't wait for that battle on December 12th as well. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, basically that is all for Moody's Point. Uh, another episode down. More episodes to be recorded, you know what I'm saying? The more I... You know, I'm just out here just trying to do what's best for the people. Like I said, it's for all the music heads out there. If you like music, that's what I'm here for. I'm going to throw out new music for you guys. Don't worry. I'm going to throw out some music that you probably never heard of. I'm going to let you let you listen to it. I'm going to let you, I'm going to have you, I'm going to put you on, basically. I'm going to put you on, you know what I'm saying? This is what this show is for. So...